What? Hello? Can you still hear me? Hi, everyone. This is MC Owens. If you'd like to support the Lotus Underground and these Dharma transmissions, please consider becoming a Patreon member. You can go to patreon.com backslash mcowens or follow the links at lotusunderground.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the... This is another MCOMs transmission. Hello. And welcome back to the Lotus Underground. I'm MC Owens, and thanks for tuning in. This is a special Halloween edition of the broadcast, October 31st, 2020. I'll be reading Sutra number 130 from the Majjhima Nikaya, the middle-length discourses of the Buddha, translated from the Pali by Bhikkhu Nyanamoli and Bhikkhu Bodhi. The Devadutta Sutta, the Divine Messengers. Thus have I heard. On one occasion, the Blessed One was living at Shavasti in Jetta's Grove, Anatha Pindika's park. There he addressed the bhikkhus thus, Bhikkhus, venerable sir, they replied. The Blessed One said this, Bhikkhus, Suppose there were two houses, with doors and a man with good sight standing there between them, saw people going in and coming out and passing to and fro. So too, with the divine eye, which is purified and surpasses the human, I see beings passing away and reappearing, inferior and superior, fair and ugly, fortunate and unfortunate, I understand how beings pass on according to their actions thus. These worthy beings who were well conducted in body, speech, and mind, not revilers of noble ones, right in their views, giving effect to right views in their actions, on the dissolution of the body after death, have reappeared in a happy destination, even in a heavenly world. Or these worthy beings who were well conducted in body, speech, and mind, not revilers of noble ones, right in their views, giving effect to right views in their actions, on the dissolution of the body after death, have reappeared among human beings. But these worthy beings who were ill-conducted in body, speech, and mind, revilers of noble ones, wrong in their views, giving effect to wrong views in their actions. On the dissolution of the body after death have reappeared in the realm of hungry ghosts. Or these worthy beings who were ill-conducted in body, speech, and mind, revilers of noble ones, wrong in their views, giving effect to wrong views in their actions, on the dissolution of the body after death, have reappeared in the animal world. Or these worthy beings, who were ill-conducted in body, speech, and mind, revilers of the noble ones, wrong in their views, giving effect to wrong views in their actions. On the dissolution of the body after death, have reappeared in a state of deprivation, 
in an unhappy destination, in perdition, even in hell. Now, the wardens of hell seize such a being by the arms and present him to King Yama, saying, Sire, this person has ill-treated their mother, ill-treated their father, ill-treated recluses, ill-treated priests. They have had no respect for the elders of their clan. Let the king order their punishment. Then King Yama presses and questions and cross-questions this person about the first divine messenger. Good person, did you not see the first divine messenger to appear in the world? They say, I did not, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, have you never seen in the world a young, tender infant lying prone, fouled in their own excrement and urine? The person says, I have, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, did it never occur to you, an intelligent and mature person, I too am subject to birth? I am not exempt from birth. Surely I had better do good by body, speech, and mind. And they say, I was unable, venerable sir, I was negligent. Then King Yama says, Good person, through negligence you have failed to do good by body, speech, and mind. Certainly they will deal with you according to your negligence. But this evil action of yours was not done by your mother or your father, or by your brother, or your sister, or by your friends and companions, or by your kin and relatives, or by recluses and priests, or by gods. This evil action was done by you yourself, and you yourself will experience its result. Then, after pressing and questioning and cross-questioning this person about the first divine messenger, King Yama presses and questions and cross-questions about the second divine messenger. Good person, did you not see the second divine messenger to appear in the world? They say, I did not, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, have you never seen in the world a man or a woman at eighty, ninety, or a hundred years old, aged, as crooked as a roof bracket, doubled up, supported by a walking stick, tottering, frail, youth gone, teeth broken, gray-haired, scantily-haired, bald, wrinkled, with limbs all blotchy. And they say, I have, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, did it never occur to you, an intelligent and mature person, I too am subject to aging? I am not exempt from aging? Surely I had better do good by body, speech, and mind. 
They say, I was unable, venerable sir. I was negligent. Then King Yama says, good person, through negligence you have failed to do good by body, speech, and mind. Certainly, they will deal with you according to your negligence. But this evil action of yours was not done by your mother, or your father, or by your brother or your sister, or by your friends and companions, or by your kin and relatives, or by recluses and priests, or by gods. This evil action was done by you yourself, and you yourself will experience its result. Then, after pressing and questioning and cross-questioning this person about the second divine messenger, King Yama presses and questions and cross-questions about the third divine messenger. Good person, did you not see the third divine messenger to appear in the world? And they say, I did not, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, good person, have you never seen in the world a man or a woman, afflicted, suffering, and gravely ill, lying fouled in their own excrement and urine, lifted up by some and set down by others? They say, I have, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, did it never occur to you, an intelligent and mature person, I too am subject to sickness, I too not exempt from sickness, surely I had better do good by body, speech, and mind. They say, I was unable, venerable sir, I was negligent. Then King Yama says, Good person. Through negligence you have failed to do good by body, speech, and mind. Certainly they will deal with you according to your negligence. But this evil action of yours was not done by your mother, or your father, or by your brother or your sister, or by your friends or companions, or by your kin and relatives, or by recluses and priests, or by gods. This evil action was done by you yourself, and you yourself will experience its result. Then, after pressing and questioning and cross-questioning this person about the third divine messenger, King Yama presses and questions and cross-questions this person about the fourth divine messenger, saying, Good person, did you not see the fourth divine messenger to appear in the world? They say, I did not, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, good person, have you never seen in the world when a robber, a culprit, is caught, and kings, having many kinds of tortures inflicted upon them, having that person flogged with whips, beaten with canes, beaten with clubs, having their hands cut off, their feet cut off, having their hands and feet cut off, having their ears cut off, their nose cut off, having their ears and nose cut off, having them subjected to the porridge pot, to the polished shell shave, to Rahu's mouth, to the fiery wreath, to the flaming hand, to the blades of grass, 
to the bark dress, to the antelope, to the meat hooks, to the coins, to the lie picking, to the pivoting pin, to the rolled up palais, and having him splashed with boiling oil, and having them thrown to be devoured by dogs, and having them impaled alive on stakes, and having his head cut off with a sword? And they say, I have, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, did it never occur to you, an intelligent and mature person, those who do evil actions have such tortures of various kinds inflicted on them here and now? So what in the hereafter? Surely I had better do good by body, speech, and mind. And they say, I was unable, venerable sir, I was negligent. Then King Yama says, good person, through negligence you have failed to do good by body, speech, and mind. Certainly they will deal with you according to your negligence. But this evil action of yours was not done by your mother, or your father, or your brother, or your sister, or by your friends or companions, or by your kin and relatives, or by recluses, priests, or by gods. This evil action was done by you yourself, and you yourself will experience its result. Then, after pressing and questioning and cross-questioning this person about the fourth divine messenger, King Yama presses and questions and cross-questions about the fifth divine messenger. Good person, did you not see the fifth divine messenger to appear in the world? They say, I did not, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, have you never seen in the world a man or a woman? One day dead, two days dead, three days dead, bloated, livid, and oozing with matter? And they say, I have, venerable sir. Then King Yama says, Good person, did it never occur to you, an intelligent and mature person, I too am subject to death? I am not exempt from death. Surely I would better do good by body, speech, and mind? And they say, I was unable, venerable sir, I was negligent. Then King Yama says, Good person, through negligence you have failed to do good by body, speech, and mind. Certainly they will deal with you according to your negligence. But this evil action of yours was not done by your mother, or your father, or by your brother or your sister, or by your friends or companions, or by your kin and relatives, or by recluses and priests, or by gods. This evil action was done by you yourself, and you yourself will experience its result. Then, after pressing and questioning and cross-questioning this person about the fifth divine messenger, King Yama is silent. Now the wardens of hell torture this person with the fivefold transfixing. They drive a red-hot iron stake through one hand 
They drive a red-hot iron stake through the other hand. They drive a red-hot iron stake through one foot. They drive a red-hot iron stake through the other foot. They drive a red-hot iron stake in the middle through the breast. There one feels painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet does not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Next the wardens of hell throw them down and pair them with axes. There is painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet they do not die as long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Next the wardens of hell set them with their feet up and their head down and pair them with adzes. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Next the wardens of hell harness them to a chariot and drive them back and forth across ground that is burning and blazing and glowing. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Next the wardens of hell make them climb up and down a great mound of burning coals, blazing and glowing. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Next, the wardens of hell take them feet up and head down and plunge them into a red-hot metal cauldron that is burning, blazing, and glowing. They are cooked there in a swirl of froth. And as they are being cooked there in a swirl of froth, they are swept now up and down, now up and down and across. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not been exhausted. Next, the wardens of hell throw them into the great hell. Now, as to that great hell, Bikus, it has four corners, and it is built with four doors, one set in each side, walled up with iron all around, and shut in with a roof of iron. Its floor as well is made of iron, and heated till it glows with fire. The range is a full hundred leagues which it covers all pervasively. Now the flames that surge out from the great hell's eastern wall dash against its western wall. The flames that surge out from its western wall douse out against its eastern wall. The flames that surge out from its northern wall dash against its southern wall. The flames that surge out from its southern wall dash against its northern wall. The flames that dash out from the bottom dash against the top. The flames that surge out from the top dash against the bottom. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Sometime or other bhikkhus, at the end of a very long period, there comes an occasion when the great hell's eastern door is opened and they run towards it, treading quickly. And as they do, their outer skin burns, their inner skin burns, flesh burns, sinews burn, bones turn to smoke. And it is the same when their feet are uplifted, when at long last they reach the door, 
it is finally shut. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Sometime or other, at the end of a very long period, there comes an occasion when the great hell's western door is opened. They run towards it, treading quickly, and as they do, the outer skin burns, their inner skin burns, their flesh burns, sinews burn, their bones turn to smoke, and it is the same when their feet are uplifted. And when at long last they reach the door, then it is shut. They feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. And sometime or other, at the end of a long period, there comes an occasion when the great hell's northern door is opened. They run towards it, treading quickly. As they do, their skin burns, their inner skin burns, their flesh burns, their sinews burn, their bones turn to smoke, and it is the same when their feet are uplifted. When at long last they reach the door, then it is shut. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Sometime or other, at the end of an even longer period, there comes an occasion when the great hell's southern door is opened. They run towards it, treading quickly. As they do, the outer skin burns, their inner skin burns, their flesh burns, their sinews burn, their bones turn to smoke, and it is the same when their feet are uplifted. And when at long last they reach the door, then it is shut. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Sometime or other, Bhikkhus, at the end of a long period, there comes an occasion when the great hell's eastern door is opened. They run towards it, treading quickly. As they do, their outer skin burns, their inner skin burns, their flesh burns, their sinews burn, their bones turn to smoke, and it is the same when their feet are uplifted. And they come out by that door. Immediately next to the great hell is the vast hell of excrement. They fall into that. In that hell of excrement, needle-mouthed creatures bore through their outer skin and bore through their inner skin and bore through their flesh and bore through their sinews and bore through their bones and devour their marrow. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Immediately next to the hell of excrement is the vast hell of hot embers. They fall into that. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. 
immediately next to the hell of hot embers, is the vast wood of Simbali trees, a league high, bristling with thorns sixteen finger-breaths long, burning, blazing, and glowing. They make them climb up and down those trees, and there they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Immediately next to the wood of Simbali trees is a vast wood of sword leaf trees. They go into that. The leaves, stirred by wind, cut their hands and cut their feet, and cut their hands and feet, and cut their ears and cut their nose, and cut their ears and nose. And there they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings. Yet they do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Immediately next to the wood of sword-leaf trees is a great river of caustic water. They fall into that, and there they are swept along the stream and against the stream and both along and against the stream, and there they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Next, the wardens of hell put them out with a hook, and setting them on the ground, they asked them, Good person, what do you want? And they say, I am hungry, venerable sirs. Then the wardens of hell pry open their mouth with red-hot iron tongues, burning, blazing, and glowing, and they throw into their mouth a red-hot metal ball, burning, blazing, and glowing. It burns their lips, it burns their mouth, it burns their throat, it burns their stomach, and it passes out below, carrying with it their intestines and mesentery. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Next, the wardens of hell ask them, Good person, what do you want? And they say, I am thirsty, venerable sirs. Then the wardens of hell pry open their mouth with red-hot iron tongues, burning, blazing, and glowing, and they pour into their mouth molten copper, burning, blazing, and glowing. It burns their lips, it burns their mouth, it burns the throat, it burns their stomach, and it passes out below, carrying with it their intestines and mesentery. There they feel painful, racking, piercing feelings, yet do not die so long as that evil action has not exhausted its result. Then the wardens of hell throw them back again into the great hell. It has happened that King Yama thought. Those in the world who do evil, unwholesome actions indeed have all these many kinds of tortures inflicted on them. Oh, that I might attain the human state, and that a Tathagata, accomplished and fully enlightened thus come one, might appear in the world, that I might wait on that blessed one, that the Blessed One might teach me the Dharma, 
and that I might come to understand the Blessed One's Dharma. Bhikkhus, I tell you this not as something I heard from another recluse or Brahmin priest. I tell you this as something that I have actually known, seen, and discovered by myself. That is what the Blessed One said. When the Sublime One had said that, the teacher said further, Though warned by the divine messengers, full many are the negligent, and people may sorrow long indeed, once gone down to the lower worlds. But when by the divine messengers good people here in this life are warned, they do not dwell in negligence, but practice well the noble dharma, clinging they look upon with fear, for it produces birth and death. And by not clinging, they are freed in the destruction of birth and death. They dwell in bliss, for they are safe, and reach nirvana here and now. They are beyond all fear and hate. They have escaped all suffering.